0: subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Matt and Garrett are here again. And today we've got a fun, relevant topic to what we're seeing start to happen in the marketplace. We're going to see if that trend continues. Uh, we got a little bit, what's our time frame between recording right now and going live? I think we're over two weeks. So today is May
1: 13th. This episode we're speaking to you right now. It is May 30th. So we're speaking to you
0: from the past. May 30th is when we're going to be talking to them. Got it. Perfect. Thank you, Matt. So with that being said, what we want to share is that the information that we're going to be putting out to all of you today is trends that we're starting to see in the marketplace, that if we're still seeing them in two weeks when you are all listening to this, like this is something to very much pay attention to. I'm hoping it's still relevant It should still be relevant.
1: Well, and if you're not seeing it, it could still be on its way. This is the beauty of Ninja, Garrett, right? We don't necessarily give people advice for just this moment, unless there's something outrageously significant. Sometimes we'll change and lean into one part of the Ninja 9 over the other. Like, for example, when the pandemic started, it was like, okay, I guess we're not going to do lunches, so let's lean into phone calls, right? But we're not going to be
0: bringing anything that's like,
1: oh, well, this isn't relevant. This is always relevant, all of this stuff.
0: So real quick, before we get started, if you are new and joining us, go check us out on Facebook in the Ninja Selling Podcast group on Facebook. We'd love to have you there. We have an amazing group, definitely over 8,000 people in there now. Amazed. I checked it out over like a 28-day time period. We had like 5,000 people active in that group. So there's a lot of activity going on there every day. So go check that out. Be a part of the community if you're interested in things like that. We'll talk more about installations and coaching at the end of this. We'll throw that out to you. So right now, let's jump into this topic, Matt, because I'm excited about it. One of the things we talk about in Ninja is the lily pads in the pond. I know for anybody who has been to an installation knows this. I'm going to share it with you real quick, just so everybody kind of understands what we're talking about when we say the lily pads in the pond. There is a pond that Larry Kendall talks about, and the instructors talk about that uh is in Colorado, and this pond has lily pads that start to grow and fill this pond every single year points of the year it has no lily pads in it, and then all of a sudden these lily pads start to show up, and it starts to fill the pond with lily pads. The lily pads in the pond double every single day, so the first day there's one, then there's two, four eight. You guys know how this works. I can continue to go on, but you know how it works. Math. So, but what happens is, is what we know is on the 30th day, the pond is completely full of lily pads. So if we work backwards on the 29th day, it's half full on the 28th day, it's a quarter full. And what we know is, is that most people notice that the pond is filling up with lily pads on the 28th day. That's the day that they walk by the pond. They're like, man, this thing is really starting to fill up with lily pads. And in the real estate market, a lot of times when we see a change starting to happen, it's typically on the 28th day of that change taking place where we're like, hey, that's kind of interesting. I'm starting to notice this happen. One of our jobs as a ninja is to see if we can get ahead of seeing the change happen so we can really be a true trusted advisor to our clients. And our goal always is, can you see the pond filling up with lily pads on the 15th day? You know, on the 15th day, walking by and going like, wow, like we're seeing this massive change start to happen so that you can make hopefully some healthy predictions about the marketplace and where it's going. This brings us to what we're seeing in the marketplace right now. And Matt, what I've been watching consistently from people that I've been talking to is that contingent sales are starting to come back into the offers that are being written. And this is going to change the game a little bit. Because if you look back, I'll be curious to let you jump in on this just in two seconds. But if you look back at the last two years, those deals have been taken off the table. Anybody who would write a contingent offer, you'd be like, ha, Ha! a contingent offer on selling their house. Yeah, we're not going that route. We're going to go this one over here, which left a lot of homeowners sitting around saying, I don't know what to do. We want to buy a house, but we need to sell to be able to buy. We're afraid of being homeless. So do we sell our home first? And then we have this risk. Hopefully they rent back. Hopefully they do something different so that I can move on to this next property. Where it's really, that's part of a piece that's made this inventory kind of get weird here a little bit where we've just been kind of stuck. Where all of a sudden I'm hearing about these contingent sales, Matt, and I'm like, oh, this is a potential piece of what we need to free up some inventory in the marketplace open up some doors here a little bit for people to be a little bit more comfortable. I'm starting to see it. I'm starting to see it, not just in one place. So, Matt, I'm curious to have you jump in on this and share what you're seeing. Yeah,
1: I think it is interesting what people are willing to accept in offers. And so someone told this to me today, actually Becky Brand, who is a manager at Shore West Realty in Wisconsin. She had said, because I told her like, I, as we had just recorded, the word shift is just, I don't like it. I don't think it's appropriate. And she said, it's a, um, oh God, what did she say? A smudge, like, you know, smudge on down, Uh, something like that. Just like a nudge, you know, just like a little, little shimmy, just like a little bit. And so I was like, I like that. I can get on board with that. And I think that's what we're starting to see because I think we're going to still have a strong seller's market and all that stuff. But this thing with contingencies coming back, I find that what I'm hearing from agents all over the country when they see this is, they're comparing offers and when offers come in with contingencies, a lot of times those buyers are still being very strong in other areas, you know. but they're saying, hey, I got a home to sell. And the, the comfort of taking a contingency, I think, has changed because the mindset of everybody is, well, if you put a house on the market, it's going to sell. So there's little risk in taking a contingency because if Garrett's putting an offer on my house and he's the strongest price, he's got really good terms, but he has a contingency, it's like, well, Garrett where is your house located? What are you listing it for? Is it under contract? It's probably
0: going to sell. So I'm like, okay, I'll take the risk on that. It's pretty safe. Like, If anybody came to me with a contingent offer right now, if that was the offer that was put in front of me, the chances of me going like, well, if I go back to when I sold up in Oregon at 34 months of inventory, that contingent in that marketplace, i would be going, yeah, thanks, but I don't want to be here. Like, I don't want to be part of your problem also.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the average months of inventory across the nation is like outrageously low. The average days on market is still outrageously low. Now, I will say this. You'd mentioned that this could open up inventory. However, it also brings more demand into the pool too, because now these people who are going to sell their house... But the, the good thing that what this does is it opens up marketplaces. Russell Smith sent me an article. He's a great agent in Louisville. And he sent me this article and man, this thing is so detailed. We'll put a link to it in the show notes because it's fantastic. It goes through all this data about is there really a housing shortage, all this stuff. And the answer ultimately was yes, for all these different, many, many, many reasons. But it highlighted one thing that we've talked a lot about is that like the re- entire real estate market is not this like easy commodity market and all the markets don't move together. So the good news about these home sale contingencies I am hearing on this too is that they're from market to market. It's not like, hey, I want to move down the street and I need to home sale you know, contingent my house down the street where you're not really adding any more inventory because that buyer is taking out a piece of inventory as they add one. But if somebody leaves a market for another market, you've just opened up a piece of inventory in the market that's being left and you're taking away a piece of inventory in the market you're going into. So. That's a long way of saying, yes, we're opening up inventory, but sometimes we're not. However, it's still an indication that there's a new group of people that are coming around, which highlights the expectation setting that we talked about before. So important because we have to be on our game. The new agents who have you know, hadn't had to deal with contingencies for a while are like, oh, we shouldn't do that stuff. It's like, well, be open-minded to this because we want to negotiate to the best that we possibly can for our buyers and sellers here
0: well it 's interesting because also like if we look back on if I look back to when I was a real estate agent selling in Oregon, if somebody came to me and said, "Well, I have an offer we want to write, but it's contingent on selling our home in Charleston, that would be way larger red flags than as you just said, with the one down the street, like we have a home across town because I can't put my hands on it, I can't drive by it, I can't see it, but in this kind of consistent low inventory, fast kind of sales marketplace that we've been in, I would take the one contingent in Charleston right now. If I could get a sense of what that property is through photos and what that would be and you know, send me a couple of comps of what it looks like of other homes, Like, I think I'd be really comfortable saying, yeah, that's a, that's a route we should take. It's really interesting the pace that the marketplace is running consistently across the United States still. It's not like we have these pocket markets Where one's doing really well, one's kind of all over the place. I mean, I haven't looked at the FHFA numbers here in just a little bit. Usually I'm pretty on top of them. But as far as I can tell, like everywhere is having pretty good appreciation. Everything is moving pretty strong. I've said it for a long time. Like when people realize that they have a path that they can go make this next step, the people that are the buyers are the are the sellers that we need to have. That makes sense. Like we're waiting for them to sell. And this seems to me, it's like, oh, it's like, there they are. It's like, this is going to allow them to all of a sudden be that seller we need them to be. Because that's what's kind of been strange. And this highlights
1: really leaning into people's life changes and your warm list, because a lot of people could assume that they cannot compete in a marketplace because, well, I need to have a home sale contingency. And they're like, that's just not even possible. So I'm just not even going to go out there. You as a trusted advisor... You know, that could be an option. Now, it may not be, depending on other criteria. So, you know, don't be like, well, Matt, you can't do that in this market. Okay, fine. (laughs) But if you lean into those live changes, you can help people find solutions because the other thing that I'm seeing, along with the contingencies coming back, is this magnet ball effect that's happened where all the buyers rush to that really good home on that weekend is leaving some nice homes that maybe have a functional obsolescence, are priced high because i will agree that it's hard to price a listing right now because buyers assume they have to overpay but we still want to price it to comps and account for appreciation and so sometimes list prices may look high for buyers when they might be on the mark so buyers avoid it so if you're an agent the opportunity is if there's a property that's still on the market after the first weekend like go go see that. Don't let that one go by the wayside because when buyers say, oh, maybe you know we didn't get this one, so we have to wait for new inventory to come on the market. And for listing agents, be patient. If the property is on the market for a week, two weeks, I mean, unless obviously it is overpriced and there's other things going on with it, let the buyers come back around because they're just too busy playing magnet ball to see that one at the moment. And I'm seeing that happen a lot too, Garrett.
0: Well, you talked about going back into your worm list right now, and that's where I think when you talk about on the 15th day, being able to see the change that's happening in the pond, this is your opportunity to go sit down with everybody who's in your worm list, everybody who's in your hot list also, the people that have said, I want to buy, but we need to be able to sell first, and then we're stuck in this conundrum. This is the time to sit down with them and saying, okay, we're seeing some changes happen in the marketplace. We are actually in a marketplace that I might be able to help you move forward with having your home you still need to sell. I know you've seen it's been confusing and it's been scary and it's been, you've been unsure about what the path are that we're going to be able to take in this. I now have an option that's starting to open up here if you want to like entertain it. You just need to start to open up the conversations with them because buyers love to buy, but they won't buy if they're confused. And this marketplace has been super confusing for buyers out there. It's been easy for them to be like, I don't get it. I'm not having fun. I'm going to sit back on the sidelines here for a little bit. We'll come back at this in a little bit. And uh, this is your chance to kind of open up that opportunities, open up the conversations, open up these people that I think... If you can show them a path, show them an opportunity here, I have a feeling they're going to be like, let's do this. Because they've been sitting, a lot of people have been sitting for a long time on some life changes.
1: Yeah. You had mentioned in a prior episode about the interest rates pushing out buyers that weren't real buyers in the marketplace to begin with. And I think this is something to pay attention to because that means the buyers that are left are serious, right? Right the new buyers that come in are going to be committed. A new buyer who decides today, hey, I want to get into that game, is going in with full awareness that buying power has shifted. They're going into this, I said shift, they're going into this with full awareness that appreciation has happened. And that's going to be a very serious buyer. So if you are going into that warm list and people are starting to have that conversation, they likely are going to be very strong competitors to find the home that they really want and and do the right thing for themselves. So I think that's a great thing for agents. Another thing that I've heard is the agents that are out there that are writing some of these offers that are winning are all the pros. The agents that have been in the industry for a while that are well-respected, done very well, not saying that new agents can't do this as well. You definitely can. But it, it makes sense, right? Because they have systems in place. They're like, Market, what is, I forget the word she said. <laughs> I wish I could remember it right now. The market smudges or smushes or nudges or whatever it is. Don't phase them. Right? Like, oh, I just got my ninja process. I just run this. We're good. We got clarity. Like, let's rock. Oh, we got new types of offers. We're negotiating a little bit differently again. Okay, great. No problem. We can handle that.
0: Well, and I think you, Matt, you bring up like the experienced agents to the rookie agents, and I think that. The real reason, I mean, when you look at the experienced agents right now that are out there, you're just seeing so much more. You're writing way more offers. You are active in so many more of these different pieces, so you can you can work with it better. You can bob and weave and adjust faster than somebody who hasn't written an offer in a month. And all of a sudden, you're bringing one to the table. You just have a different element there. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to watch what happens with the marketplace, Matt. I think, and again, the big thing that why we're bringing this up today is is that. We work with so many people in so many different marketplaces around the United States. And when we start to see trends start to happen, when certain things start to show up, it's like, that's something we need to pay attention to. And it's been a while since somebody has brought to me like, oh yeah, we got an offer on a property and we accepted it and it's contingent on them selling their house. Uh, When I first heard that a couple of weeks ago, I was like, whoa.
1: Yeah. And I've heard it several times since you brought it up to me.
0: Yeah. It's like, was that a fluke? And then myself as a coach, I always make a note. It's like when anything outside the box like that happens, I'm like, all right, pay attention to that one. Just kind of write a little note and let it sit there for a little bit. And then if it pops up somewhere else, I'm like, Ooh, that's interesting. That's number two. It's like, I put tally marks by it. It's like, yep, there's number two of that one. And then all of a sudden you hear it somewhere else. It's like, okay, now I need to pay attention.
1: The lily pads are coming.
0: The lily pads are starting to fill up the pond. And sometimes it doesn't fill the pond, you know. Sometimes it just it just you see a trend start to happen, then it kind of pulls back and goes away.
1: Yeah, cold front comes in, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, they're not going to grow.
0: It just took all the orange blossoms off the trees. That we we're not, we thought we we're going to have a bumper crop of oranges, and now we're going to have nothing. That happens in California, and this is why we're kind of saying, as you listening to this podcast, we recorded this two weeks ago this is important because we're starting to see these trends start to happen. Is it going to make a big shift by the time you're listening to this? And you're like, whoa, they were right. Like it was like, this is where it's going. Maybe you might also be like, yeah, we are starting to see that. It's still kind of trickling in here or there, but it's not like all of a sudden there's this big kind of change that's gone on. This, if done right, you can open up inventory in your personal business trackers. Because the longer people sit on life changes the more pain it creates, the more they want to make that move happen. And the, the change just builds up more and more and more and more pain that you give them a solution, boom, you got someone moving forward. They're like, thank you for showing me how to do this because I can't stand what I'm going through right now. It's too much.
1: And I want to reiterate something we've talked about many times is with this, as a buyer's agent, connecting with the listing agent, And asking, hey, what can we do to help the sellers, right? And in this case, now it's what can we do to help the sellers be comfortable with our home sale contingency, right? If you have a good listing agent on the other side, they're going to evaluate everything about the best offers. And if you are bringing contingency, I will say, like these offers that I'm hearing that are getting accepted with home sale contingencies, the price is there. (laughs) It's not like they're like, ooh, we got it, this super discount, this, although I did hear one below list price below list price doesn't really mean anything, right? That just means that the property was probably overpriced, which confirmed that it was. So they were still the highest price for that seller to choose from. So don't think that we're going to get like all the goods unless you find that one opportunity. I don't, can't really guess make an affirmative statement like that, but you you get what I'm saying.
0: Well, so uh, Matt, and I don't think we need to go too much deeper down this path. This probably be just a nice little short episode for all of you out there. But this is something that we wanted to make sure we talked about. Matt and I kicked around like four different topics before hitting record today. And we're like, if we let this one go too long, like it may not be relevant or we may kind of miss the opportunity of sharing it with you and having it be something you can then use in your business as an early tool. So, hopefully, you all get some value out of this today. I find that I find it fascinating. I'm super interested in watching the different types of offers that are now starting to come on the table and being entertained. And I will say this too I actually had an agent, he actually got three contingent on selling a home offers on his listing. And he was like, I don't think I'm going to take any of them. And I was like, that's probably not a good idea. Like, don't blow them all out of the water. I'm like, Just because you haven't seen them for two years doesn't mean they're bad offers.
1: Well, yeah, Like, let's go explore that. What is that home sale contingency? Learn about it. This is just stuff you should be doing as a good negotiator anyway. I think we've gotten, some people have gotten a little lazy with their negotiations over the past couple of years because the offers have just been so darn good, so darn clean that it it has made it easy to negotiate. Don't be lazy with your negotiation
0: the hardest part has been the amount of them for listing agents. It's not like all these difficult ones you got to figure out or one really difficult one. It's a whole bunch of really nice offers and you're just trying to figure out like, how do I wade my way through all of these? It's been very different, very different situation.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Well, I think that concludes the quote prediction (laughs) of the lily pads. So we'll have some fun with this one on May 30th when y'all are listening to it. So Share with us too. I mean, the podcast community is a great place for y'all to test your your thoughts. Garrett, a common question that I get on almost every coaching call is what are you seeing across the country? Because people are curious. Well, over 8,000 people in there, Facebook.com slash groups slash the ninja selling podcast. Y'all have a perspective. Feel free to share it in there. You know, if you want to make a post saying, hey, here's what I'm seeing in my market, use this post to like. Don't everybody all of a sudden make a hundred different posts. You can use one post and create comments below it and have a discussion. I think that would be cool. Then you guys can see exactly what's going on elsewhere and, and collaborate a little bit and, and whatnot. not.
0: You'll also find out you're not that different, all of you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, um, it's not just here. And if you guys are curious to learn more about Ninja Selling, of course, head over to ninjaselling.com. Public installations are happening. Go to ninjaselling.com, click the calendar, find one, get in one. It's an amazing experience for one. Two, you get deep dive into everything. You guys just listened to the episode, the two episodes we had with Larry going into the ninja path and how it all begins with that. So go check that out. And if you want to explore coaching, if you click on maintain habits, ninja coaching is under there and you can find more about what we do with coaching and all the great, amazing coaches that we have. Yeah, I think that
0: covers all the instructional material
1: right there, Garrett.
0: Sweet. I think we're good. Matt, I want to say thanks to you. Appreciate all of you for paying attention and jumping in with us today, as always. And until the next time, we'll see you then. Thanks, everybody. Have an amazing day. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninja selling
1: There you will also find links for more information about ninja
0: selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.